Hi, Karen. Happy mid-September. I feel so happy to see you. And yet I don't really want to say happy September 11th because that is what today is, or it will be when this comes out. Exactly. I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. Happy almost fall. Yeah. Question mark. Right. There's fall equinox coming. I'm not sure what day that is. Is it like the 21st maybe? Am I making that up? I don't know. I think that's right. Is that right? Or solstice, not equinox, solstice. Solstice, autumn solstice. (laughs) Did I make that up? I think I might have. I think, isn't it the autumnal equinox? Thank you. That is probably the correct term. Um, (laughs) Yes. Whenever that is, someone is yelling at their AirPods right now. Sorry, friends. We are coming in affected by Mercury retrograde right now. Yes. Yes. And I don't want to blame everything on that, but the good thing is that there are seven planets in retrograde apparently right now. So even if we don't blame Mercury, we can blame one of the other ones. I mean, that's quite a few planets. Also, we, okay, so for the people who don't know or have never heard of Mercury retrograde, I probably didn't hear of this until, oh gosh, maybe like three or four years ago. But do you know what it is, Karen? Like, is it like the planets are in the wrong positions and so everybody's fucked? Or is it like every, like, what is it exactly? What is happening with our astrology? Astrology? I don't know. Is that, no, not astrology. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That is the right word. See, clearly Um, expert here. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's a website you can, like, if you Google, Mercury retrograde or like is Mercury retrograde or is Mercury in retrograde.com. Oh, there's a website that comes up. It's just like, yep. And we'll tell you and or it'll be like, nope, things are just weird for another reason. So here's my understanding is that given the placement of Mercury in the sky when it's retrograde, it looks like it's moving backwards. Oh, and this is the planet Mercury yes yes okay i'm thinking of mercury in a thermometer and that is obviously not what we're talking about we're talking about a planet people probably the only one that's listening thinking that but yes okay i mean who knows so okay so it's going backwards yes it is an obstacle illusion oh my god i can't even say that word obstacle illusion it's not actually going backward but it looks like it's going backward which is why we say retrograde and something i just read was really interesting in explaining why it affects what it affects because Mercury in Greek mythology. Oh, who was Mercury in? Oh my gosh. I'm going to get all my gods mixed up. In one of the mythologies, Mercury controlled communication and travel and like different things like that, which is why people say like Mercury being in retrograde affects communication and your technology and your travel plans. And yeah. That makes so much sense. Oh my gosh. Thank you for explaining that because that's definitely what I have heard when like all flights are downed or, you know, there's a wild storm somewhere where you can't get from point A to point B or, I mean, the communication, like, you know, you just, you know, like you just corrected yourself. Like, there you go. Communication. And it's like, but also communication between humans. And yeah, it's just, it's a nice thing to say that it's not 
I mean, I don't want to say it's because sometimes I think I say that it's not my fault. It's mercury retrograde. So that's what it is. But sometimes you need that. I have a really close friend who's very deep into astrology. She knows, I mean, a lot about it. And she actually really does find a lot of peace in like what happens with the planets. And like a lot of it is rooted in science, like legit. And it's like, you know, it's like, I mean, tides are turning because of moon cycles like that's not fake like this is real and so like if we're part of the earth if we're part of nature why wouldn't we be affected by what planets do as well oh my gosh mlb and i just had this conversation really yes uh, specifically about the moon because we're what 90 percent water or something like as humans like totally yeah of I feel like growing up in Chicago, when I learned that thing about the moon and the tides, I thought it was fake. Oh, same. I was like, mm, mm-hmm. mm, I live off Lake Michigan. We don't have tides. What are you talking about? Like, I really, I legit was just like, oh, that's, it's not a real thing. So yes, I completely agree with you. Of course, the planets impact us in some way. And we just had the super blue moon. It's a thing. Okay, I'd love to talk to you about the super blue moon because the super blue moon apparently was this like manifestation center of like, like there were so many things that were like, you know, you could put like an intention into the universe and it would, you know, kind of, I was going to say the word gestate, I guess, and then come true (laughs) later. That's a weird word to think of. But here's the thing. So like I have all, I'm on all these text threads with all of these people who know so much about astrology. Meanwhile, I'm just, I don't even know how I'm on the text threads, but like I know nothing and I like contribute nothing except for weirdly. Okay. So last week when the blue supermoon was happening, Karen, I did not sleep for two straight nights at all. Zero. And it wasn't because I, like, I have blackout curtains in my bedroom. Like I, it wasn't that, I mean, I, and I was tired. I was doing my workouts. I was eating fine. I had no caffeine. I haven't been drinking caffeine at all. Like there was honestly no other reason than the moon. And it was like, I, and I wasn't even mad about it. That was another thing. It's like, usually when I don't sleep well, I'm an absolute Scrooge. That's like the nicest way of saying it. And it's like, I really, I was actually okay after two days of no sleep. I was like, all right, well now I'm going to sleep. And I did. And it was almost like I was going with the cycle of the moon, I guess, where it was like, I mean, I wasn't like staring at the moon all night or anything, but I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. And then I went to bed and then I was like, nope, just nope. It's not happening. Sleep. Nope. What? What's that? Exactly. Why is sleep? Who is sleep? I don't know her. Exactly. Has that ever affected you like that? Oh, yeah. The super blue moon, I was just like, I think I talked to you. I was just like vibrating. Oh, like, yes. Yeah. I And I couldn't figure it out. And I was like, oh, I wonder if it's the full moon, like the blue moon, the super moon. Like I just, yeah, I was so jittery. And again, no caffeine, nothing that would have caused it. I just felt like, yeah, just super jittery. And I do think it was that. And okay, so I read something else. All right, let me see if I can find this. Because it's, of course, it's in Yoga Journal. has an article about the seven planets being in retrograde. And it's got a really interesting perspective about retrograde being seen as a bad thing, but it doesn't have to be a bad thing because even though we like to think about things being linear and moving forward in a straight line, that you can also make progress by looking back. Ooh, I like that. Right? I love that. And it really kind of frames this time as a time to reflect, to like take a step back and to like 
I mean, it says to not make any big plans, but to like build into your day time for reflection and to think back on things in your past and what they're meant to teach you now. Oh, wow. That is beautiful. There's so much beauty in that. Like, it's like the, the lapse in communication, the lapse in technology, the lapse in travel, all of that stuff. Maybe that's just meant to slow us down. And also like, and because it's something that's happening with the planets, we don't have to blame ourselves for slowing down. And so we can actually just kind of surrender and just say like, this is what it is. Maybe I should be looking backwards and reflecting versus like just chastising myself over the fact that I'm not doing the thing and moving at a thousand miles per hour every single day. Like this is like the cycles kind of writing themselves inside of ourselves. Ooh, I like that. I mean, does that make sense? I don't know if that actually made sense, but yeah, it kind of did in my mind. I don't know. (laughs) It did. It did make sense. And yes, exactly. It's the planets. You can't blame yourself. And I like the idea also of like when you're ruminating for lack of a better word about things that happened in the past and like beating yourself up over it. I feel like it's also an opportunity to think like, okay, why is this resurfacing? What am I meant to learn from this thing now that I couldn't learn from it in the moment? This is so real for me. I literally have therapy in 42 minutes and I'm going, I mean, can I, can I tell you what I'm thinking about right now? Because what you just said is like a full mic drop for me. What? So, okay. So just to repeat basically what you just said. So like kind of looking back, what can I learn from it that I didn't learn from it in the moment? Okay. So Monday, September 11th is the one year anniversary of Lucy having her crisis last year. So I don't know how much I've talked about this on the pod, but listeners, my dog, Lucy, who's 15, she is the love of Tyler and I's lives. She's a beagle. She almost died on September 11th last year because she had an internal bleed. So anyway, won't go into it, but it was very, very scary. And the the vets were like, okay, you have 30 days, you know, like if you're lucky three months, if you're really lucky six, but there's no way it's going to be any more than that. So she's not in any pain. It's like actually, it's honestly a miracle. Tyler has an incredibly positive outlook about like how every single day is a gift. And like, he's way more grounded than I am. Like I just, I'm frankly a mess a lot of the time not a lot of the time when I think about it I am but anyway what's amazing is like maybe it's mercury retrograde maybe it's just my body recognizing that this is the anniversary and it's like it's kind of it's just in my body and it's just feeling some way I don't know how to explain it like it's just it's just there and it's like I can't make that up like it's like I know that this is the lead up like we were in Chicago when I was seeing you a year ago exactly and like we were getting texts when I saw you which I thought it wasn't a big deal our you know hypochondriac of a you know dog sitter who I absolutely love and obviously (laughs) she wasn't a hypochondriac at all thank you Michelle um but she was texting us throughout the entire week so I would have been in Chicago right now last year so oh like gosh. that kind of stuff, like what can I learn from that that I wasn't learning at the time? So that's one. And then tomorrow, so today we're recording at September 6th, tomorrow, September 7th is the six month anniversary of my hysterectomy. <gasps> and yeah, and I'm feeling very, um, like I was thinking, I was like, oh, I'm going to put something on Instagram and like show a picture of me in my hospital gown and whatever. No, fuck that. I'm not doing <laughs> it. <laughs> 
Karen, I am, I'm what realized I'm so raw. Like I'm still, I'm like six months has been 17 years and six seconds. Like it doesn't even make sense. Like 17 years period. Yes. And it's been six seconds, which I know does not make any sense. It's not 17 years and six seconds. You get it. Anyway, the point is, is that like, it's very, I feel very raw about it and I'm not ready to talk about it like on a platform like Instagram, but like, it's just, it's so interesting that all of this is happening in my life around, around this retrograde period. Yes. Ooh, I wonder what that's about. I wonder what it is too. Is it just a, like a coincidence? I don't know. I mean, there is something about September traditionally being a harvest time when things Mm. are turning over and it's a change of the seasons and a shift. And I mean, I don't know. I, I think I've, I've definitely mentioned to some of you listening, like September is my beatdown of a month. Really? Yes. My brother and my dad both died in September years apart, but both in September of course, my sister was born in September, which is this amazing gift. That's beautiful. Happy birthday, Valerie. I yes. know. September 12th is my sister's birthday. So that's really beautiful. And I recently remembered to look this up that I always, you know, have dreaded September. And I'm sure my sister does too. Unfortunately, it's her birthday month. But I just looked up again that on my dad's side of the family, my grandmother my grandfather and my uncle were all born in September right in a row the 24th 25th and the 26th that's amazing oh my god my grandparents I just relearned this were a day apart born the same year a day apart wow and had a son the next day oh my god that's amazing that's amazing right and so it's really like pulls me out of this idea of September being this like heavy, I mean, it's still heavy, but I really am trying to think of it differently. Like, what does it mean that I've lost and then gained so many that I have so many births and deaths in this one month of the year? What does it mean? This is so beautiful, Karen. It's like you're answering your own question of like being able to reflect back. I mean, this is so deep, like reflect back and also like be able to glean lessons that you weren't able to see in the moment. It's like, yes. Oh, that's so beautiful. It's so beautiful that you're acknowledging that because I think so many people get into a cycle of like, okay, this is the day. And that's totally fair. Whatever it is, like everyone's experience is absolutely obviously very valid to them. And yet maybe there are other ways to kind of look at that in a different light and like, look at like, what else is beautiful about that time of year or about that? Like you say, like all of these people that you love were born during that time as well. Exactly. And, and to also not, thank you for saying that. I, I think to also not feel so negatively about grief that like it's in our bodies, just like you said, your body knows what September 11th means. I mean, it means so many things to all of us, but also about Lucy specifically. And your body knows the halfway point of this year. And I feel like there's something about your what you're saying about acknowledging it and trying to learn from it that makes it, that gives us some, I don't want to say control, but that like gives us some agency over it. 
Ooh, I like it's that. in there anyway. Like you're going to feel however you feel anyway. Yeah. And just shoving it down and not paying attention to it isn't going to help. I love the idea of having control at some like or or the agency like you say because it's like it feels so overwhelming sometimes. Like, you know, like August 2nd is the is the death date of my grandmother and mm-hmm. there is there will never be an August 2nd that I don't remember that in my life. And it's it has changed over time though. Like it has changed. It's only been, it's been six years. I don't want to say only, but it's been six years. And it's like, you know, for the first several, it was excruciating. Like it was just, it was like impossible to, you know, I had to take the day off work. It was just a lot. And so like now I'm able to move differently, but it's like to realize that what you're saying in terms of grief, that all of us have it, all of us have it in our bodies. Like it's good to talk about it. Honestly, remember when we talked to that, that, um, hope something. Oh my gosh. Hope Edelman. Yes. Hope Edelman. Okay. Deep cut. This is like under 50 episodes for us. This is a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah. Listeners, if you're like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Look way, way back in our archives and we spoke with this like new york times best-selling author who talks all about grief but anyway yes to the point about grief everyone having it it being there but then having like agency and control over i just love that karen thank you for bringing that up oh my gosh i will admit that i didn't remember her name off the top of my head i was just looking at the list of our top episodes i mean i think you're a genius anyway so don't worry (laughs) that's amazing she is our top five wow she's our, yes most listened to episode is that right yes she's top five she's number five and the name of that episode it was our 32nd episode oh my gosh babies infants oh fetuses. my gosh literally and one cell the name of the episode oh my gosh pandemic grief and the COVID anniversary with writer hope edelman March 15th of 2021. Damn. Oh my God. Yikes. Man, I wasn't even vaccinated March of 2021. Oh my gosh. Oh, I wasn't either. No, the vaccines weren't even available in Bend for my age group in in March of 2021. You're right. Yeah, there was no options. Oh gosh. Oh, man, that's spooky. That just gave me a jump scare. Yeah. (laughs) But I love this. I love this idea of like kind of making Mercury retrograde yours, like and making it somewhat not to put a Pollyanna spin on it, but it it doesn't have to be this negative like, forget it. Oh, my God. Everything (laughs) is just shit. And like everything's horrible. And it's like it. I mean, maybe maybe that's your experience, but also doesn't have to be that way, I guess. I love the idea of agency. Thank you for saying that. Absolutely. I think, yes, the idea of slowing down and. That sometimes you have to go back to go forward. It sounds so cheesy, but it's true that. I mean, I feel like you and I spend a lot of time in our lives processing shit that happened a long time ago. Yes. (laughs) It is useful. And I I do think the passage of time is really helpful. I totally agree. And we do. We spend so much time processing (laughs) past shit. It's so real. (laughs) Like that's, but you're right. The passage of time, it is. It's like, you know, everyone says time heals and it's like, it's just true. It's just slow. Like sometimes it, I guess, or, or it's fast depending on how you think of it. But, but yeah, I also love the, the fact that we brought up hope 
because um, hope the person, because we were talking about COVID and we just mentioned the vaccines. And that was your other idea for today, because this is, I mean, this is just basically topic number two listeners. Like, I feel like we also could talk about Mercury retrograde more, but I also am very excited about this question that you posed to me before we press record, Karen, please take it away. Oh man. Uh, Trigger warning, everybody COVID. I mean, if you don't want to hear anybody talking about COVID right now, stop just just stop just just fast forward exactly we'll see you next week (laughs) Yes, (laughs) there was your sign off from katie you're done yes (laughs) finished oh my gosh well like i mean as i mentioned we are having another surge right now i know so many people who have covid right now and i this horrible thought popped into my head today like if God forbid, and I don't think that we ever would, but who knows if we, if we had to lock down again, what would we do differently? What would you do differently? What would, you know, how would you do it differently if, oh my God, if we had to do it. Okay. So let's say today is September 6th, tomorrow, September 7th, the governor of Indiana and the governor of Oregon are like, (laughs) just so you know, you cannot leave your homes what like you are forbidden to travel like you cannot like that was what it was and I'll never forget it like in I think it was September let's see I think it was it was September 15th and Gavin Newsom the governor of California when I was in when I was in Sausalito gosh that feels like 100 years ago different lifetime honestly but like I remember going and driving to the market to get wine and chocolate because of this COVID thing that people were talking about and it was like all right well we're not doing anything tonight anyway and then Newsom came on the radio, like it was like a like beep 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 beep. It was like oh. an emergency, and it was like all of a sudden he's making like a like a state address. And Tyler came back in the car with the wine and chocolate, and he was like, "What is that?" And I was like, "This is Gavin." Like, and both of us were like, "Oh my god!" And he was basically like, "You may not leave." Like it was like in, I mean. It was so intense. Everyone knows what it was like for them. I'm sure that everyone has an experience like that. But like, what would I do, Karen? I don't know. Oh my gosh, please go first because I have to think about it. <laughs> I, I haven't. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, the thought popped into my head and I immediately was like, oh, nope. <laughs> but now here we are talking about it. Oh man. Um, I mean, practically speaking, right? I'm in Indiana part of me wonders if I would pack up the cats and if we just hit the road. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like rent an RV and just get the fuck out of Dodge. I don't know for even a little while. I think one of my regrets about that time is like, of course we, we know so much more now or think we do. We were so fearful. So when they said, don't leave the house, like we literally didn't leave the house, but we could have been outside. I could have, I wish I'd spent more time outside, I guess. Really? Like just enjoying yes. nature and stuff. Yes, exactly. I mean, I was in downtown Chicago at the time, so nature was very far away, but I wish that yeah. I had had the foresight to like get the fuck out. I, that was my first reaction as well when you asked me this question mm. before we hit record, because I'm like, I think. <sighs> I mean, the weird thing is, is I think actually my life is kind of built for lockdown in some ways because I still, I mean, I work from home and I, you know, I, I mean, I do things outside and I, I go to concerts and I go have my dance class and blah, blah, blah. But like, 
I don't know. I think I would, I think I would want to move around. I think that's the one thing. Like I would be okay being in Bend for like a couple weeks maybe. And then I would be like, okay, I need to either go camping or I don't know. I'm I'm like now hesitating because I'm like, oh, I was just going to say I would get an Airbnb, but like, that's not a thing like that. You weren't even allowed to have Airbnbs. Like you couldn't go to a hotel. Right. You couldn't fly anywhere. Like flights were shut down. I mean, it's, oh my gosh, it's so weird to think about. It's hard to even remember. Oh my God. I mean, were we like just literally not leaving home at all? You couldn't do anything. No. I mean, I remember they were ticketing people for being in parks in San Francisco. It was so insane. And like, it was like, they would stop people on the streets that were like, you know, on their way, basically to Golden Gate Park is like the main park in San Francisco. And they would stop people and ask them like, where are you going? Why are you walking on the sidewalk? Like, it was just so intense. And it was like, I just... I feel, you know, and then in in Sausalito, they, there wasn't as much of a police presence. So it was like, we just kind of walked to this park that was not really a park, but it was basically like a clearing near our house. Um, the one thing that was amazing about it, and I know this was well documented for a lot of places in the world, was like how much nature came out. Like it was like there were deer in the middle of like, you know, Union Square in San Francisco, which is like the main area, like, you know. Michigan Ave and Chicago type of thing so I don't know I mean I think I mean my initial instinct is to connect Karen and so like I would Mm. want to have a thousand zooms but I also know that like which is exactly what I did when I first started I was like oh let's do happy hours over zoom let's dress up over zoom let's do a workshop over zoom let's every fucking thing over zoom let's like celebrate birthdays over zoom I did so many birthdays over zoom and it's like I think the truth is is I don't know if that would be okay for me this time Mm -hmm. like I think your idea of the RV is great because I think what I would actually do is I would drive to Michigan to see my parents oh yeah and I would like be at a you know like a you know campground or something and we would have like a bonfire and not get anywhere near each other but at least I would see them and they wouldn't be on a screen like that just makes me so sad in my heart you know oh I know I mean I hear you and as you're talking I'm realizing I mean, one of the reasons we will never lock down again is how much crazier the political environment has become. I mean, states would literally probably just start seceding. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, we, co- we couldn't do it because, like, the amount of, no, we're just not going to do it. I feel like people, we were, everyone was so fearful that states just, we all did it. I mean, you didn't have a choice to do it. Yeah. And I feel like as soon as like a remote element of choice appeared, some states were just like, you don't got to wear a mask. You don't got to keep your kids out of school. You know, you know what I mean? Like, totally, I feel like totally. that is why we would never. And it's even worse two, three years out. And that's why we we would never we wouldn't be able to lock down again. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. I think that mentality coupled with the economic impact also like it's just like the it's just people can't get their mind around like oh wait you're gonna like tank the restaurant industry again or tank the Mm -hmm. retail industry again tank the you know travel industry again like I don't think politicians even the ones like Biden maybe could stomach it like I think he would I don't know or maybe I'm wrong I don't know what else would you do like would you so RV it for sure RVs yes (laughs) definitely go see people oh my gosh you know I think 
something you just said reminded me too of like, we still have not as a, I was going to say country, but as a world have not grieved COVID. No. Like everything you just said, yes, we lost restaurants. We lost the travel industry. We lost holidays with our families. Like, oh my God, the magnitude of it. And we all just walked it off. We're still just walking it off. Yes, yes, yes. How Oof. how do we, like, I feel like there, I've done a lot of uh, research and articles on rituals and it's just like, you know, how important it is to the human brain and body, frankly, to like be in community, have rituals in person together, not just on Zoom. And it's like, I just wonder if there could be some sort of healing in a way that's like, I mean, it mm. could be this collective, like beautiful, music-filled, love-filled experience that like people could just grieve and cry. I don't know. I'm making this all up right as I'm saying it, but I'm just like, how beautiful would it be to like acknowledge what happened? Katie, this is what we're doing. You and I are going to organize this event. We People are, are going to show up. You can grieve and cry and sing and dance. We're not going to do it in the desert because we don't want to get trapped like fucking Burning Man. I mean, hello, what? Oh my God. I That was a train wreck I could not look away from. And yes, okay. Coming I mean, soon. Coming soon to a beautiful, serene, gorgeous environment with plenty of very comfortable bathroom facilities and <laughs> pillow top mattresses near you like it will be incredible how awesome would that be really though I mean really like I I do feel like it is one of those things that I feel like this idea of like there being grief in there that like that we all have unprocessed grief and that it emerges maybe when you're ready to process it mm -hmm. or learn from it I feel like we all have a lot of COVID grief just stashed in there that we just have not dealt with. We're not totally. dealing with. Totally. And it's like, it's not only, not only, I don't mean only in any way, but like it's our personal grief and yeah. it's like the people that we've lost and the experience or the jobs we lost or any of the, you know, relationships that we lost. And it's the collective grief. Cause it's just, it's the energy in the, you just feel it. I mean, I know that I do and I'm sure- I would assume that you also do, Karen, that you feel like this collective energy, like it's a lot. Yeah. yeah it was like the most dramatic thing ever. Yeah. Like what's this incredibly dramatic thing that happened to all of us and like an avalanche. And yeah, we just haven't been given the space to really understand it. Mm hmm. Totally. Totally. Yeah, even learn from it. Like, I think yeah. part of this question for me was like, part of, yeah, part of the question of like, what would I do differently is like, what did I learn? What have I learned from this? Hmm. Yeah, I learned that I need to be close or to see the people that I love more. Like, that's for sure, which is mm -hmm. ironic because I live in a state where not one of my family members lives in it. And it's like, and yet I do see them a lot. So I'm happy about that. But yeah, I don't know. What did you learn from it, Karen? Oh, God. Uh, yes. Human connection is very important. Yes. Yeah. And that 
being cooped up inside is like not good for you. No. Just in general. Totally. Yeah. That it can like actually create like I've heard so many loneliness statistics of like being lonely is like smoking multiple packs of cigarettes per day or like it's the it's the equivalent it's it's it hurts your body like it's not just your mind and it's yeah oh loneliness yeah yeah and I think I mean we live in a capitalist society like you were also saying I think I also learned that if you treasure the restaurants and the businesses around you, you have to invest in them in a very intentional way. Like I just think of how many places I absolutely loved that like aren't no more that did not survive the pandemic. Yeah, totally, totally. And I think of it now where I'm like, I could order the thing and the thing and like it could be on Amazon and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the running store. I'm going to get my running shoes. Frankly, they're the same. They're the same amount like that I can get on Mm. Amazon, but it's like still it's just, it's like I got the other day, I bought running shoes at our local running store and I got a postcard, Karen, in the mail saying, thank you so much for your business. The sad part is, is that I actually returned those running shoes before I got the postcard, but I'm going to go back and they didn't fit properly. So it's not their fault. Like, I'm just going to, you know, I'll go back and get another, but it's like that kind of stuff. And they're so nice and they know me and they have my favorite sunglasses and all that stuff. Yes. Yes. I mean, MLB and I joke all the time that like the only people who know us, like if we are out somewhere, the only people who recognize us are bartenders. <laughs> Wait, have you been recognized by a bartender like on the street? Oh, at a different, completely different restaurant than the one that we know him from. Oh my God. What? That's hilarious. There is a Mexican restaurant in the next neighborhood over that we hang out in all the time that we will hang out in when you come to Indy. Yes. And I mean, we conservatively have not been in there in a month, at least a month. And the bartender we always sit in front of knows both of our names, knows my drink. I mean, it was really like he like recommended one day that I put Tobo Chico in my margarita, which y'all is life changing, by the way. Put a lip top your margarita with a little Tobo Chico. Oh, my God. It's a fizzy margarita. Literally at least a month later, he was just like, oh, yeah, you should definitely get this one, the margarita of the week. It'll be really good with the Topo Chico. And I was like, oh, my God. That's so helpful. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. I'm so happy for you. And I think there's no shame whatsoever in being <laughs> in being like, you know, seen and understood, it sounds like, by bartenders in your town. No problem. Oh, yeah. No, these are... Uh... The only people really who recognize us are <laughs> uh, servers and bartenders. Also, the Topo Chico idea, brilliant. Oh, man, it's so good. That's so good. amazing. Also, huge apologies for the fact that I have not been speaking into my microphone <gasps> this whole time. You have. Your your sound sounds amazing. I have been speaking, I thought, into my microphone. M- meanwhile, it has not been plugged in until... <laughs> Until one second ago. So sorry if I'm blasting out your ears, listeners. Um, And I sounded like crap before, but, you know, we're pros over here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I really, you sound so much better, and I am Seriously? embarrassed that I did not. Don't be embarrassed at all. No. No, I think that's probably what's happened, Karen, for, like, the last several weeks. Because I've been listening to myself, and I'm like, gosh, I really, um, maybe my microphone isn't working properly. No. 
it's the plug, you know, like it's a, it's a, it's an electronic appliance that needs a plug. So yeah, there's that. Katie, it's fucking Mercury. Oh my God, there it is. Fucking Mercury retrograde in, like in real time, people. Communication. <laughs> we technology. can't make this shit up. We yeah, technology exactly. We cannot make this shit up. This is just full circle moment right here. Damn, damn, that's wild. It is. Um, okay, so one other thing I wanted to mention, which this could be like a major reach, but I kept thinking when you were talking about COVID and how like we haven't like collectively grieved and like how things are different and what has changed and all of this stuff, I kept equating it in my mind to like the aftermath of World War II, which I don't know a ton about, but it's kind of interesting because it's like World War II completely changed the entire world like forever. And so it was like, I'm pretty sure like sliced bread wasn't a thing before World War II, but it had to be after World War II. It's like the, you know, I think the nine to five work schedule was before World War II, but it was more instituted after there was so much like, you know, processed food and like all of the stuff that had to happen during World War II. Obviously, this is like a tiny sliver of the things that actually changed with World War II, but like it set us on this like modern trajectory of like life. But I also think there was probably a collective grief of like, you know, people coming home from war, like there were so many parades, there was so much acknowledgement, like I have many like ancestors in my family who are veterans or were when they were alive. And, you know, like we were talked about it for their entire lives and they died in their nineties. And and that's not obviously the case, unfortunately, not obviously, but unfortunately with many of the subsequent wars. But what I'm trying to say is that like, it just makes me wonder if like 10 years, 20 years, 50 years from now, we're going to think like, oh, this is because of COVID. Like, this mm. is the thing that, like, if COVID hadn't have happened, there wouldn't be this enormous migration of remote workers to all corners of the planet. Like, that's real. There wouldn't be, like, this explosion of commercial real estate. Like, that sounds very much less sexy than sliced bread. But, like, it's just interesting. Like, I don't know. Like, there's just, it just feels like a before and after moment. So, I mean, the World War II example might not be fully, like, aligned, but you, you get what I mean. I get what you mean. No, I'm with you. I agree. Really? It is this. Yes, it's a seismic shift. And, you know, my head goes like World War II is also kind of a precursor to the civil rights movement, even though yes. it was decades later. But, you know, black soldiers come back from World War II where they had been they had all these rights because we needed them to fight. And, you know, the country's like, no, no. Actually, you don't have any jobs or any opportunities and sh- everything still sucks for you. Thanks, though. You know, I, I think yeah. it is a seismic shift. And I do wonder also, wow. Yeah. What will <laughs> what will be the COVID things? I have a friend who jokes that um, his kid is when he, you know, when his kid talks about him later, it's going to be like, yeah, my dad used to wash all our groceries. <laughs> <laughs> That's real, though. <laughs> I mean, that is real. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Take Lysol to those a- carrots. Like, it's like, you know, like. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not Lysol, but, you know, it, <sighs> I mean, wet wipes, I guess. I don't know. I definitely wiped down some of that shit for a while. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I definitely I think the remote work thing is a huge one. And I think Zoom and 
just realizing all the different ways that you can connect with people if it came down to it. Yes, totally. It's not just phone. It's not just text. It's like there's so many different options now. But yeah, I don't know. I hope that we never have to figure out how we're going to handle another lockdown. I really don't because there is this conversation of like more pandemics coming and da da da. That's super negative. But it's just, it's like, how do we still connect? I guess that's all I care about is connection. Like, that's just like the lifeblood of like my mental health is connecting with people. Yeah. And how do we, I mean, we've learned nothing about health inequities, but how do we keep more people safe? I think. Yes. It's also. Absolutely. Ugh. Right. How do we create policies that do make people safe and support like elected leaders that believe in that and care about those topics? And people who believe in science. Yeah. Bottom line. Yes. Foundationally Mm. believe. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well. This has been fun, Karen. I, I, I <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate. Thank you uh, for bringing all of this up. I hope everyone has the Mercury retrograde that works for you. I don't know how do you say anything about Mercury retrograde. I'm not sure. Yeah. By the time you hear our voices again, it will be over. It ends September 15th. Oh, nice, perfect. So we are we are heading toward the end of it. And hopefully, yes, this has given us all some things to think about, some ways of reframing this time. Yes. On that note, thanks, everybody, for listening. We will see you all next week.